right. Have you ever tried this coffee? Uh-uh. Never seen it. It's called Ca Cafe Bustelo. So they sell it at Aldi, and that's, you know, so it's got to be some worldwide version of coffee, mm -hmm. or they wouldn't have it at Aldi, right? Yeah. This is delicious. Now, mm. it's a little it, it's a little French roast for coffee, coffee but it's exactly what I like. So. <laughs> See, she, my wife is Italian, for those of you who don't know, and she drinks cheap coffee. And that is almost un-Italian. <laughs> really, it is an insult to her people because they really do buy high-quality, delicious coffee. So anyway, yeah, Cafe Bustello, pretty dang good. And no, they didn't pay us to do this. I know. <laughs> which means which means it's actually good. So how do we get them to pay us to do it? That's, <laughs> that's the real question. Yeah, this okay, is how so, we start the podcast with Welcome to the Villagers podcast. That was our review <laughs> on some random brand of coffee that nobody asked us about. <laughs> yeah, actually, so here's the reason I, I bought this stuff. I had a customer of mine in here and he said, have you ever tried it? And I go, no, it's in that stupid yellow container. I don't want that in my house. And he goes, it's the best coffee I've ever had at home. And I went, why don't you write them a letter and tell them to put it in a cool package? <laughs> so that's that's what actually started the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a ton of... Oh, um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you about um, when we're going to talk about the kid who got expelled from that school. Oh, well, let's do it today. But you might have to move it to the front of the show if we want people to listen. All right. I'll do it too. So, all right, we'll I'll dump it. our entire Listen. discussion at the back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in a struggle in Oklahoma. We are the first state in the United States that is looking to state sponsor religious schools. And the first one out is a religious charter school run by the Catholic Church. And really shady stuff to even get it to a vote. The vote was rigged. Um, now it's going to court. They've got their first challenge as of, of yesterday, which looks like it's about six preachers and then four regular people. And then they always have one token Catholic. So you can't say they're picking on Catholics. And they did not ask me. <laughs> they needed a new fresh face that hadn't yelled at everybody. All right. Mm -hmm. Why does this matter? So I sent you an article from my hometown, which is a place called Kansas City, Missouri. And those of you who've never been there, it's a beautiful city. Um, I can vouch very, for that, Tim. <laughs> yeah, the French, the French built it, and the Irish took it over. So it's it's beautiful and fun, uh, pretty rare. So this kid up there is at a suburban school. He's 11 years old. He's a straight A student. Never gets in trouble. Sounds like Deepak when he was 11. Instead of his friend like me, that got thrown out every single year. <laughs> so for those of you in America that don't know how Catholic schools work, if you didn't go to one. Um, you nowadays sign a pledge saying you'll be a Catholic family or behave like a Catholic family, which I don't know what that means. And I'm Catholic because none of them are the same. Mm -hmm. So the mom, this, this new uh, pastor, who's the guy that will run not only the church, but the neighborhood school, um, comes in and he's a real right wing Catholic, which we have real left wing centrist, right wing, just like American government, actually, just like Indian government at this point. And the guy comes in what's called hot, meaning he wants to change some things. So he goes to school library and he finds a couple of books that talk about LGBTQ. And I think one of them was a, a set of penguins or elephants that had two moms or two dads or something. No, nobody oh, yeah, cares. It's a kid's for, book. <laughs> yeah, for one. 
the kids usually aren't reading. And two, if they are reading, they're not reading that. Let's go ahead and be honest. But for the one or two kids, this lady thought it was important that it still be offered in the library because not everybody is going to be, you know, straight or not know other parents that have two moms. You know, there, there's a book called Everyone Poops. When you're trying to teach your kid how to potty train, they need to see that everybody goes poop. They're not special. They're not new or anything else. So she evidently writes a couple of letters and makes a couple of phone calls. They threw her kid out of school, her 11-year-old, because of the mom making calls about this. Now, we are taught in the Catholic religion activism. Mm-hmm. Now, the activism went from standing up for people of color. LGBTQ would be another one because Jesus, Jesus, mm-hmm. whatever version you've read or seen, is not the mean white supremacist that he seems to be shown to be these days. He was Jewish, mm-hmm. and he worked in construction with a whole bunch of people from all over the world. So he did notice that people eh, were all pretty much similar. And so his teachings would be that, you know, treat your brother like yourself. And and so I don't know how we've gotten to this point in the Catholic Church that you would throw a boy out of school because his mom asked some questions. And that's hey, literally what it comes down to. That too? Yeah. So my my niece evidently knows her. So I'm seeing if I can get an interview with her because I'd, I'd like to, as a person that's been thrown out of a few Catholic schools, yeah, I have my own opinions on all of it. <laughs> but this one, you're punishing a, a child over a parent's behavior. And that is mm-hmm. anti-American. We literally don't have debtors, prisons, and all this other shit because it came from your people, the Brits, where they would literally hold a family hostage because of one person's behavior. You know? mm-hmm. And so what I use that as is for people in Oklahoma to go, okay, this is how it really works. You guys need to see how Catholic schools really work. And what they, what they do now is my wife and I went and signed up when we came to Oklahoma city, her kids had gone to Catholic school. Mine had gone to non-denominational. Mm-hmm. They sounded like they were Episcopal, but they weren't. And for those of you who don't know, Episcopal means church of England. Um, I just wanted mine in the best schools. I didn't, I didn't care. And, and you've met them. I'm not sure it helped, but <laughs> that was my goal. So Kathy and I go to this one Catholic school that was a neighborhood school here. And they gave us this thing called this Catholic families contract. And we wouldn't sign it. We literally put our kids in a different school. So we didn't have this hanging over our head. I am, I am really, you know, look, the, the school gets to be the, the moral authority because we've allowed them to be. And the church gets to be the immoral authority because we've allowed them to be. But I think worldwide, all of us could agree that perhaps the behavior of the hierarchy of the Catholic church would not be a moral authority. And I think that's a pretty fair thing to say. Um, have they changed? Hell, I don't know. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> the same school had like a sixth grade teacher tell some little girl who wore leggings. Cause you have to wear a skirt. You're not just wearing leggings where your ass is showing and said, you know, Hey, some people might think you look like a whore if you're wearing those. And all I could think of is, my God, this is the same shit they told girls, you know, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. So with this world that exists these days where we deal with people from all over, you and I, for God's sakes, are doing a podcast in Oklahoma and Bangalore. Yeah. So how do we think we can isolate and only deal with people that look like us, act like us, go to the same church as us? 
And, and so they say they've got this open door policy mm-hmm. if you agree with them and if you don't make too much trouble. Yeah, that, that's not an open door policy, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so was you, yours was Catholic that you went to as a kid, right? So they, they were, and some of them were slightly weirder than the others because they were like more, I don't know whether they were a different version of it or whether it yeah. was, but we used to have like these weird uh, strip show exams. So did you just say act- you had a weird strip show exam? No, it was we act, one of our subjects <laughs> during our academic year was scripture, Sean. We act, we act, oh, we scripture! To- I thought you were saying mm-hmm. stripper. <laughs> that would have been a great exam, damn it! If it was okay, that's, oh, well, I was like, well, what boy didn't want to be in that class? Scripture <laughs> exam, okay, scripture. Mm-hmm. And Brian, you like, said scripter. I said scripture. I said weird scripture oh. exam. Okay. <laughs> Right. John, it's your damn hearing, okay? It's 60 right oh, now. I, even I, and I've got the plugs in and I'm still suck at it. All right, scripture exam. Tell me about it. Yeah, but, but there were like so many kids from different religions in that school, but we all had to sit through this. There was, I, I'm pretty sure the parents also couldn't make a fuss about it because they were like, oh shit, that's a good school. We might, we need to get a kids educated that was the main focus right the parents weren't giving yeah. a shit whether we were reading the bible in our free time there was one time right. where they actually asked us to like we had like some one of the chapters in the bible and we had to draw a picture on one of the pages right that was there in the bible for the exam to actually right. pass that and i was like yeah it was just weird for us and you you would yeah. have like these special preachers cut I don't know what they were. They were like preachers, priests. I can't. Yeah. I still don't fucking know. And probably guys, deacons. Pro- yeah, yeah, probably deacons. Yeah. And that guy's uh, like once a, I think it was once during the academic year, he would be there for an entire week. And the main wow. thing was like to sing louder. And he would literally be screaming <laughs> in the mic like God can't hear you. And we're like, dude, come oh, on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. Obviously, if anybody listens to our show, both of us can read and we can write and we've, we've been fine in business and everything else. Um, you can get a good education there. The the biggest thing that I would tell anybody from having been Catholic and my all five of our kids went through Catholic high school. There is a there is a thing that ends up happening, especially with boys. Um, and were you guys all boys or were you mixed? No, at your... we were co-ed. We were co-ed. Okay. So grade school, I was mixed. And then high school, we were separated, boys and girls. Mm. And it makes for a really weird interaction between boys and girls for the rest of their lives. So in your formative years, you don't realize girls are in the same formative years and shit's happening to them. They don't know what it is. And same thing with you. And you struggle through it and get through. We would mm. only see them on weekends at football games and parties. So you, you develop this thing called a whore Madonna complex. And what it means is you only want to date this girl that your mother would approve of, that the sister Sally would approve of, and all this other stuff, real pristine, intelligent, you know, mm-hmm. never does anything, except you end up with a really boring sex life. And, uh, and that doesn't usually work out in the long run because it never gets beyond that. But then on, on the other side, the, con- the converse side, you would have, then you'd be out playing with all the horrorist girls. Hence, you've got the Madonna and the Horda because they were much mm-hmm. more fun and you could be yourself around them and everything else. The rest of it was just an act. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. for Catholic schoolboys that go through it for grade school and high school, 
real problem. And it still is, obviously, if they're still te- teaching the same stuff. The, the guy that I keep running into problems with here still wears the 1950s dress. Like, yeah. What priest wears that anymore? It's 70, we're 70 years past that. Mm-hmm. But that's his cell, you know, whatever he thinks is right. And, you know, I, I don't know after the child molestation scandals worldwide, because this wasn't just, if you folks remember Sinead O'Connor ripping up the Pope uh, yep, on picture SNL. on Saturday Night Live, was mm-hmm. over child molestation scandals in Ireland, which of course no one ever talked about until she made the international she... incident of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kudos to her for for being that brave because it she paid for that for the rest of her life. That's oh, uh, yeah. I was actually reading was something about her this morning, and apparently the the first time they were trying to like some uh, studio executive was trying to market her first album <clears throat> was when he wanted to market her like a pretty girl, which is yeah. why she shaved her head. Shaved her head. Shaved. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Best looking bald girl I've ever seen. I I have to be honest with you. I always had a thing for her, but you know she she she's my type. You know she doesn't take any shit off anybody. She does. She's willing to do a protest no matter the cost. <laughs> but in the long run, I don't know if her mental acuity was was in its decline because of all the pressure from all that. So in the in the long run, I want to believe she did the right thing. Did it bring attention to that in Ireland? Yes. Was it? 50 years too late. Yes, because yeah. my grandmother was saying the same thing to the local bishop who told her she could lose her job at the school and kids being thrown out of Catholic school for saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that would have been 120 years ago. So we could have gotten a start on it, but we chose not to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I look at, you know, that kid getting thrown out at 11 would be what they would do with one of my kids because they wouldn't like the stuff that I was protesting. Um, eventually, there used to be bishops and stuff that wouldn't um, give U.S. senators and House members communion if they were Democrats over anti-abortion stuff. And you go, yeah, I vote for my constituents. I don't vote for my religion. I mean, that, that, is, where, that is where things go wrong. If you're voting your religion, rather than voting for the population you supposedly represent. So, very very un-American, but actually quite European. <laughs> how, did, how, how did all the religious wars work out for France and England and Germany and Wales and Ireland? Did, did it work out well for anybody? No. no. Not a single I mean, one of them. <laughs> right. And you just sit there and go, and we're, we're still having this argument? You know, what that's are we, 450 weird. years into the American experiment? That's what you were t- saying, right? It's gone like a full circle and for somehow oh, we've yeah. ended up at like point fucking A. Yeah. Where and all we're, this and here shit we... that I thought was abolished and I'll never hear about it is yeah. now all popping back into law. So I had a couple that was in here last night. Last night, Mixed race. You know, nobody gives a shit in the pub and nobody cares at Vito's. Um, and they have an LGBTQ kid and um, and she was a teacher. Yeah. And she goes, I just, I don't know what is happening. And I go, oh, we're at 1958 to 1960 again, because we're attacking, but more subtle than usual, uh, people of color, Hispanics, uh, Blacks, not necessarily Asians. You guys are 
your whole area is being left out for now because I think in America there's a deal that you guys are all smarter. You know, and they'll get to you eventually. Trust me. And mm-hmm. uh, and then her LGBTQ kid is being attacked by the superintendent of education as if as if he's the problem. I mean, yeah, I, I, it is. It is astounding that this is where we are again. But what I would say is. 1960 led into 1968 with the riots and everything else. And and I think everybody thinks Black Lives Matter riots were the final one. And I, I think we're just cooking back up to the next one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's like every 50 years, you got to go through the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, look at what was England doing 50 years ago. You guys were, you weren't in Vietnam with us, were you? <laughs> I don't that was the so. French... <laughs> That was the French war. We, well, you guys always the come fr- along with the French anyway. wanted it back. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The French, the French caused all that shit, walked away and left us with it. But mm. you guys always seem to hook up with whatever fight we're going into. You're like the weird, the weird little cousin that's with somebody that's in a gang. Um, that's like the, that, in- that's like that thing I was telling the video I was sent to you about where even after the UK troops were withdrawn from the Afghanistan war, nobody right. in England actually knew whether it was a victory or a loss. They just knew that they had sent some right. folks there. A lot of them died and then they were called back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and as long as they weren't in your family, it didn't matter. So our version of that in America is most of the people that serve in the military are from rural areas. Mm-hmm. It's not people from the city that you know. Now, the only reason I know people is because I own an Irish pub and they come here when they get back or, or they used to come here when, when they got back and people had bought them beers up on the wall. It is, uh, it's isolated anymore, but they are right about just this never ending rollover of bullshit, which is basically what he was saying in that video. Every day, it's just a new rollout of bullshit and none of it really puts together. So it's, it's back to that chaos theory. You know, the only thing that I found the the video that he did to roll back to that thing is the only thing I found in it is they kept trying to study if there was a way to program the human mind. And the Germans tried to do it with aluminum and all this other shit. And uh, fluoride was a big one. And and you go, yeah, nobody figured it out yet. Instead, we've given them phones. It did it itself. (laughs) You you didn't have to do it. Right. Isn't that crazy? That is the easiest way to control the human being, right? Little oh, yeah. screens yeah. in your pocket, and that's all it took. Yeah, that can go anywhere. And <laughs> and you know, with AI, God Almighty, everybody's putting up these AI uh, profile pictures. They are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they oh, yeah, really are. Easy. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you walk in the room and you don't look like that? Is it just like a bad blind date? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Wouldn't that how you'd feel? <laughs> Right. I, you go, why Why don't you just let me know how you look? You're in an office, a cubicle, nobody's seeing you anyway. Or does that it's affect a, your strange. mental health in the long run? When every morning when you wake up and look at yourself in the mirror, you would prefer seeing yourself on that phone rather than in the mirror because this right. one's showing you what you ought to be. <laughs> could have been. Yeah, what you could have been. All right, how much time are we sitting on? We have nine minutes. Oh, hell, we're killing it, bro. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've talked about the Catholic Church. We've talked about your video. Would you mm-hmm. like me to tell you a story about Oklahoma conservative PAC? Because it's funny. 
show. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. For those of you that are in, in the national arena, this won't mean anything to you, but Oklahoma is a perfect description of America. We have seven different areas, essentially. We have two areas that are pockets of blue that are heavily populated, and the rest of it, the, the state is not, much like America. If you look at it just as a whole, you know, you'll go to each state. There's a couple of places. Every place else is almost empty. And so I have now become like hit person number one for this thing called Oklahoma Conservative PAC, PAC. They're the people who give money to candidates. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this lady sent me a video, which I did put up about this guy named Wade Burleson. And Wade was with these two guys that started this fight at the state school board. And he was saying how they were innocent. They were just handing out a couple of numbers and all this shit. So he, he does this. Well, I, mm -hmm. yesterday I get five clips of videos from other people in another one of their meetings talking about me. Now, these are, this is maybe not the biggest pack in Oklahoma, but it is the biggest conservative pack in Oklahoma. <laughs> so, so what are they talking I about? Have, so, well, first, and, and they say things like this. Should I name his name? Okay, I will. Sean Cummings, like I'm that fucking important. <laughs> I am in, I'm in a t-shirt baking bread talking to a guy in India this morning. Nobody's been mm -hmm. a voter of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I I guess they've realized they're starting to see what my actual hit list was, is what I think is happening. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. The last clip was the last big political person I took down this, this guy named Kevin Calvin. Now, somebody else ran against him, but mm -hmm. I, I was the background takedown guy for years. And it is true. And they were like, and if Kevin Calvin had been in all of us, none of this would have happened. And I'm like, Sean, yes, only, you're right. <laughs> the only reason I like Kevin Calvin is that he helped us write the first pilot of a comedy show. Exactly. <laughs> I, here's the thing. If we could ever get that thing picked up, all we do is steal his whole life. I know. <laughs> so let me, let me tell folks that don't know. So this is, this is how easy it is to take somebody down. If you saw this guy in public, for one, he looked like Grizzly Adams at the end. He was really creepy. And then he had bangs that were cut straight across. Very weird looking man. But he was an evangelical Catholic, which is pretty rare. We don't usually do that. And uh, but the problem is he was up at a park where men maybe that aren't gay, but are on the down low, go look for sex with other men. And weirdly enough, he was running for the United States Congress and ended up picking up a guy outside of this park. And they ran across one way or another. However, it happened, a dead body and had to literally call the police when they were in the most well-known area for these hookups to happen. And then Kevin acted really suspicious because he was in the House of Representatives in Oklahoma running for U.S. Congress. So as soon as the police got there, he left. And they went and got him at his job and brought him back out there. Now, I don't believe the two of them killed this person. I just think they were looking for a nice place to have a picnic. And they went, came upon this guy. And I'm a Democrat. I don't care what you do with your junk. I really don't care. <laughs> but if you're a really conservative Republican and, and he was their doll, like their person, um, mm. he was really easy to take down with his insane behavior. He also had another thing over abortion where 
on the House floor in Oklahoma, he threatened to light himself on fire. Oh, shit. I've actually read about this. That's the guy. Right. Look up. Oh. Hey, if any of you are watching, look up Kevin Calvey, C-A-L-V-E-Y. I will light myself on fire. And it is not over abortion. It's over the Supreme Court justices getting a raise. He was oh. going to light himself on fire. So I. This sounds way pettier than, way pettier oh, I, than I expected. <laughs> oh, God. You know me. You know me. Once I get on somebody's leg, I'm not getting off. So the. Uh, I literally took this guy to the woodshed for two years because he was a county commissioner that was questionable at best, corrupt at worst. And, um, but you can't have that paper trail and be like that. You know, you got to be a straight arrow that people won't look into your past if you're that bad. So they're still mad about that at OC PAC that I took that fucker out. (laughs) John. If somebody stops me at immigration, (laughs) I know why. (laughs) Exactly. I didn't take him out like killed him or anything. No, just got him. I know that. He is no longer longer involved in politics. I guess I need to clarify that. No, no, Uh, I knew that. But I'm pretty sure that there is some, like, some political thing that goes on. But they're like, hang on a minute. (laughs) Who the hell is this guy entering the country? (laughs) Right. Well, you know, they do it to me every country I go into. And they're starting to make me paranoid. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know what the deal is if i look like somebody you should just check at an airport or not and mm-hmm. and we forget we forget in america that the irish were the original bad people yeah you know, against your people and so you don't think i look quintessentially irish and you, you, you know we as as americans don't think oh we need to watch out for that guy you know we need we're always worried about <laughs> Muslims when really it's old white guys doing the problem anymore. Mm-hmm. But they still look at Muslims like every one of them is doing it. That's why even as an Indian at times, I just sit quietly when I hear people at the bar complaining about Mexicans coming and taking their jobs. While there I was standing <laughs> quietly with my work visa going like, yeah, yeah, those damn Mexicans coming here all the time. <laughs> God forbid they come and employ people. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's classic, man. It is classic. I don't know where it all goes, but I'm glad Kevin Calvey wasn't the uh, wasn't the prosecutor because he would have put me in jail instead of those two guys. Mm-hmm. No, he really yeah. would have. And that's what people don't understand. The reason I worked so hard against the guy to get rid of him is because he would have the opportunity to persecute me. Real persecutions, not this fake BS that you read about. So, no, yeah. Crazy. Have we covered enough subject matters today? We kind of got off on. I'm a pretty sure we have. I'm pretty sure that we did like <laughs> five to ten minutes on each damn thing. <laughs> like my like my TikTok deals. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's. Hey man, everything else is good over here. I mean, I I really, you know, it's hot. Deepak, it is hot. So down around Florida, the water is in the 96 to 100 degree range. Wow. I don't I don't know how the marine life survives. Yeah, I was reading that even now, like there's, yeah. there probably is going to be a mass die-off in the, what's that one outside the Australian coast, the Great Barrier Reef? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then what are we going to do for food? I mean, you know, your people keep having babies like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're all going to become vegetarians eventually. It's the way this thing is probably going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally, I'm, I am... I am concerned daily on all of this stuff, but I always have been. This isn't new mm. for me. 
Hey, so what's with your uh, what's your deal with the uh, Black Panther? So the next the next video you sent me was Black Panther esque still, or just still from the same radicals? It's from the same thing. It's still the Adam Curtis documentary thing, and I don't know why he pulls in the Black Panthers because he ultimately walks you through even a part of Tupac's life and how he got influenced by what his mother went through back then. Right. But I, I got to be honest, I like the fact that he was honest about legislation and nothing else getting through, because that's when it's all said and done. If you don't get laws changed, um, you, you can change a little bit of people's perceptions. But even as he said, that doesn't really happen that much. The interesting or the most because Black Panthers actually opened up neighborhood schools, all this other stuff. They really did do some very good things because whites were not willing to finance their public schools. My mom taught at one. My aunt mm-hmm. taught or was a principal at one. So they went to this thing called separate but equal, which was a which never means it's equal for the other people. That just means mm-hmm. it's equal for you. And so schools went from a base like state funding mechanism to your neighborhood paid for it. So if you were in a poor neighborhood, your school didn't get any money. Hmm. That's why you that's why now you see all these federal dollars coming in and everything is to try to even that out a little bit. And, and most people don't know the history or anything else, nor do they really care. What, what I did find dumbfounding was at the end of it, people using their celebrity from, from being in a basically a criminal organization or viewed as a criminal organization from the government to, to own to start cooking and be a chef and shit. I don't know what mm-hmm. that sounds like, but it sounds like people we know. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, Dude, there wait, are wait. no criminals better mm-hmm. than British criminals because they sound so non-criminal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just ruthless. Right. Whole different ballgame. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got us off track there, man. Celebrity. <laughs> okay. How about the one guy that did the line of clothing where – it made your penis free because it had oh, a yeah. flap on the front. That was <laughs> who, who thought that was a good idea? Did just they run that context, by a focus group? Just for context, we were still talking about Adam Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get you out of my head, which is why I think Sean can't get this damn which episode is, out of my head. <laughs> it's still there. Hey, dude, that was hilarious. I mean, look, I, I liked all of his point and points and all of his context. But at the end, he comes to the depressing reality. The same people have all the money and all the power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is <laughs> which has not changed for thousands of years. So so he just mm. took a really slow road to telling us that. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually listening to his thought process when he puts together these documentaries where he has access to the entire BBC's archives. Wow. So he basically sits down and goes through the all that footage and marks down the ones that he thinks would be able to connect the stories together. Everything right. that we see there is just old BBC footage. Eh? Hmm. And very long music tracks, inexplicably mm-hmm. long music tracks. I don't really, uh, <laughs> do, like, do you know why like, that is? Because the BBC somebody has was a there free going, <laughs> stretch, stretch. <laughs> no, but also it costs them no money. The BBC has these licenses anyway. Oh wow! If you're oh, paying then, for it, that's why you're not. That's why they try right. to keep the music low. <laughs> yeah, under 15 seconds, I think, is the rule on that deal, or maybe it's mm-hmm. under five. I can't remember. <laughs> wow. Okay, so what's your take off of the whole thing? So these guys were all over the whole world. 
your people, mm-hmm. not really your people, but you know, we get to blame you because you have the accent. Your people all over the world invade all these places, walk in like just ruthless gangsters, kill a bunch of people and start stealing everybody's shit. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why that eventually falls apart. <laughs> Is that the point you know? where you say this is karma, or do you just say that right. this is? <laughs> <laughs> it's just go, not that you were in this country that talked about this thing called karma, but you were in that country. <laughs> so you, you think about it, you guys literally put them out through peaceful resistance. Um, the Irish put them out through uh, physical violent resistance, but it was, you know, hell, we didn't have guns. They had guns. That that one that went on for a long time, and it sucked. Um, mm-hmm. Most everybody else didn't seem to to fight them terribly. Like the Aus- Australians never really wanted them out, you know, but yeah. they still run their own stuff. What do they, do they send like gifts and tithings to them now? Or what's that work? No idea. How's that work? I, see, I know that some of them still have the queen is there. I mean, right now it must be what King Charles is the head of state in a very God, How depressing way. is that? Yeah. Instead of her cute picture, you got his big long nose and his dummy... <laughs> Big, gigantic ass ears. See, I think all the countries that got out from under the British Empire just happened like post-World War II. And then that was yeah. when even the rest of the world got together and asked England, like, hey, knock it off, give back these countries. And they yeah. kept the Falkland Islands for some strategic sheep-rearing purposes. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can't get enough wool. We can't get enough. It is, Um, I mean, it is... It's interesting because what World War II showed everybody is England was no longer a world power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you had to call in your baby brother from America to build everything and then bring you hundreds of thousands of people to save your ass. Because it, it was weird to me that the Germans had them in the underground and kept bombing over head thinking one of those bombs was gonna, eventually going to crack whatever it was where people were living. It was, that strategy is poor. I mean, it's just a mm-hmm. poor warring strategy. Um, that I that I haven't quite figured out, but I will personally thank the British people for giving us all that money because you know it helped us. We were a poor country until they gave us all their money. Mm-hmm. Much again, that, like a gangster. That, that's <laughs> time where the they stopped boat, like they continued bombing like London and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They say that it was during the time when nobody knows what drugs were given to Hitler every day. To keep him awake and alert uh, and all of that shit. So he was yeah. the one who basically just sent them doing the same random shit, even whether he figured out if it was working or not. So if everybody did all of these psychological studies, mm-hmm. why didn't we find out that meth was a bad drug? Because that's what he had his army on marching through most of the smaller countries of Europe, <laughs> where they just took over and said, we're in charge and moved on to the next country. They didn't even wait to set up government. They just moved on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, I, I, I'm interested in all that stuff, not as much as other people are, but the mm-hmm. audacity that from Central Europe, you know, from a country that was flailing to start with, um, that has some control issues and had control issues through most of their existence, <laughs> wants to wants to take over all these people they know for a fact you cannot control. Mm-hmm. I find that fascinating. So, oh, well. oh. You know which side my people came down on on that, don't you? No, we no. were hiding. We were hiding arms for uh, for the H guy. You know, the enemy <laughs> of my enemy is my well, not really friend, but we'll story well, do you shit know that for some us. of the some of the 
while so we have like two type of protesters in india during the independence time one was yeah. the ones who were with gandhi and his non-violent movement and some actually right. did go and meet with some factions of german army to right. basically get arms and ammunition because they were like oh shit you're fighting the same country that has been oppressing us for this many years right yeah friend mm-hmm. of my friend and people don't really understand that could have if if the germans knew how to work with these other countries better they probably could have could have done better i mean because england was spread thin and they just had too much shit but mm-hmm. once again there, there were a few people over there i've been out i've been out in the country a lot there were some people who made a little bit of money off of that stuff before it all went bad mm-hmm. oh yeah crazy crazy so tell me the parallels you see between um so he had the four stories, which I'm not sure all stuck that well, because Mao's wife turned mm-hmm. out to be the most ruthless of everybody. Oh, yeah. And she'd been basically locked away for 30 years. And man, she came out and cut some heads off. <laughs> Dude, did you hear about that part where uh, they actually went and asked Stalin for his opinion on whether <laughs> Mao can leave his wife and marry her? <laughs> Which is like, I was like, really? This was going on? Like bitchy little yeah. school kids? <laughs> yeah, so you couldn't go to the Catholic Church and say it, so you went to, you went to Stalin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, dude, all of politics is seventh grade. If you go to any state house, everybody that's there, the affairs they have, the little kiss and tells, the snitching on one person over another, and if you are in the minority party, all you have to do is go figure out who the two factions are of the majority party and start mm-hmm. telling them lies about each other. And you can rip them to shreds because they won't speak, because they're so insulted, they won't talk to the other person to find out if it was bullshit or not. That's okay. how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. It's not, <laughs> it's not that complicated. <laughs>